Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's newer, and I actually have not done a Salt Lake City or Beverly Hills episode in quite some time. So I'm really excited to talk about it because these shows are running on all cylinders. And I I think that I didn't record an episode for a while because I think I was waiting for you, Donnie, to be available so I could talk to you about it. I think so. And what an episode to come into for both for both franchises, really. <laughs> <laughs> there, like Beverly Hills, as we have known for the years that we've been watching this damn show, it has like there's there's these episodes that happen every season that I feel like we got no indication of, like in the trailer. We don't think that it's actually like it. It almost feels like why wasn't this covered in the trailer? Right. Like we don't expect it to happen, and then it does, and you're like, this is the best episode of the entire season. <laughs> This should have only been the trailer, actually. <laughs> I don't want to see anything else. <laughs> Sutton has had not one, but two meltdowns related to pants <laughs> on this show. And yeah. that's amazing. Where do we go from here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, you you pick. who. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Beverly Hills or you want to talk about Salt Lake City? Let's do Salt Lake City, because I really, really want to talk about Beverly Hills, so I feel like if we do that first, I'll just want to hang up. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Okay, Salt Lake City. So I haven't at all on the podcast, like, psychoanalyzed Monica and her mom's Mm. relationship at all, and I feel like (laughs) you and I were texting about it, (laughs) and you said that she triggers you, the mom. Yeah, and not even because she acts like anybody that triggers me in real life. I just, I do not know. Maybe she reminds me of me. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I cannot watch this woman and sit still. <laughs> okay. First of all, the, the journey that we've had with Linda is interesting. Cause like when we initially met her, we're like, Oh, okay. That's like Monica's mom who like helps her out. Right. Uh-huh. Like Monica sobbing her about buying a Louis Vuitton bag <laughs> to feel something. And then like, you're like, okay, it seems pretty normal. And then slowly you're like, Monica's like, oh, I can't really rely on my mom because she's kind of flaky and whatever. I'm like, all right, you know, just an old lady, I guess. Right. And then the uh, Greek Easter episode happened and I was like, oh, 
this makes me feel icky because I think the entire internet was like, Monica's a bitch. And I was like, no, 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 you guys. Linda's a fucking monster. I really can't even wrap my head around how people are anti-Monica in this. Well, I think that they just don't like her. Yeah. Um, that's number one. I will say that Monica to me is like West Coast, because Utah's the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. She's like West Coast Jen Aiden. Yes. You know? Because I didn't even feel right with you saying West Coast because she feels very East Coast to me. <laughs> and maybe that's because she was right, ra- yeah, from Boston, raised in the woods in Pennsylvania for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> like she if Salt Lake was canceled tomorrow and they redistributed Housewives and she went to Jersey, it would be a seamless transition. Perfect. Yeah. She would do so well. Like, I feel like if Teresa has Melissa, Gor- if Teresa has Janine and then Melissa Gorga should have Monica so that those two <laughs> can just like fight each other. Agree. You know? Just let the chihuahuas off the leash and <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Cause they're the exact same person. They are. <laughs> um, but yeah, Linda is, I think people just don't like Monica. And then I feel like Linda is like, you know, there is if you I feel like everybody who's like been to therapy to deal with their issues with their parents uh, knows exactly why Linda is a monster, like mm-hmm. knows exactly why Linda going around being like, I'm so sorry for my daughter's behavior. I'm so sorry. She's I, you know, you guys, this isn't right. I'm so, like, you know, exactly why the fuck that's so triggering and why it's so upsetting because like, it's just, it's so disingenuous. Yeah. It's like, so it's just like, this whole idea that like this parent is embarrassed of their almost 40 year old adult child is so fucking crazy. Like nobody does that. Also Linda sucks because her Instagram handle and her Twitter handle is LD millionaire. No, (laughs) that shouldn't be its own plot point. Why haven't this been on the show yet? Uh, I think Linda's and Linda has done a lot, but I think Greek Easter is the highest worst thing she's done. And next week, I think she breaks into Monica's house, so that's really saying a lot. Yeah, like for your mom to visit and then your kids to be like, "We're gonna lock the door behind you when you go out." Like that, <laughs> that says a lot. And yeah. then also the dinner that they had was like a masterclass of like of like neurotic mother behavior. It was just so dramatic. It was so funny. Like, did Linda go to New York City to pursue a career in theater? Because it had to have been, right? That's what, as soon as she said New York, I knew that's what it was. And she is such a little showman. <laughs> like when she said, oh, look at this dessert. That's guacamole. Everybody knows what guacamole is. <laughs> But that was, like, in her mind. She was like, that's the line I practice at home. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then she starts eating the guacamole with a spoon. No chips involved. (laughs) I just love that she keeps, like, taking breaks for aspirin. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as soon as Monica starts talking, she's like, oh, where is the aspirin? I got to look for the aspirin. Like, she's just so, like, and you know, that's another thing about Jennifer Aiden. Like, Jennifer Aiden seems like a community theater person, and, like, so does Linda. And so it would make sense that Linda's daughter, Monica, is, like, Jennifer Aiden's twin. Like, it's just all, they're all in the same, like, over-the-top, like, you know, you know this lady. Like, you know this lady because, like, I used to work at The Gap 
when I was in college. As did I. I'm familiar. <laughs> and there would be those ladies that like you would work with or like ring up who would like go on a monologue or talk about something and they were so on and you're like, are you on a show? What is this? Like, I don't care. Just buy your jeans and get the fuck out of here. Like, yes. It's very reminiscent of when people would go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And mm -hmm. then they would always have a damn story to tell about why they know the answer. Like, just say that you know yogurt comes from dairy. We don't need to know about your mom's (laughs) profession when she was growing up. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like... You know that lady at the grocery store checkout line, like the lady who's in front of you at the grocery store checkout line, who's just fucking going on and on and on and on. And you're like, I just want to buy this loaf of bread. Like, please. I beg yeah, That's our you. Linda. That's Linda. And Linda is such a late, like, that would be the name of a, of a fake, a, fic, a fictitious person that we would make up of, like, a lady at the grocery store checkout line who talks too much. Her name yeah. would be Linda. Sometimes, randomly, I, like say shit about strangers as you know not to their face not to anyone really i'm just like keep it moving nancy like that kind of stuff yes nancy linda Susie. they are the three that always come back to me i have one it's bernice oh bernice (laughs) is added to my repertoire now (laughs) bernice was actually a real life person in my life who now i add to everything she was from pennsylvania oh love pennsylvania some of it um my (laughs) sister is getting married and her mother-in-law is named Susie. so now i really have to stop (laughs) maybe i'll replace Susie with bernice you got it it's it's bestowed to you (laughs) i've gifted it to you Okay, we're talking about Linda because this episode, Lisa Barlow decides to say, um, hey, you know how we don't blame victims anymore and we believe people who are abused? Well, I don't I don't believe that. So I'm just going to fucking talk shit about people who have been raised in abusive households. <laughs> And she very clearly wanted her, like, thesis statement to be hurt people, hurt people. I don't know why she never used those words. (laughs) It's just three words. You repeat one twice, that's it. But no, two (laughs) words. Hurt people, hurt people. It's two words repeated. Um, But she... She would not use that. Instead, she was like, <laughs> she was like, you have trauma. And because of that, you put trauma on me. You abuse me. You abuse me. <laughs> like, Lisa, like, what is happening? Yeah. She's like, she says, well, it's really convenient that she would now suddenly. <laughs> it's really convenient that suddenly now she's abused. It's like, okay, I don't. Now, here's the thing. Okay. I think that we're missing something here. It's, it's Lisa is Lisa is having a different conversation and Whitney is having a different conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because the crux of the issue is that Lisa doesn't like Monica for mostly because Monica was bitchy to her in uh, Palm Springs. Yeah. But Lisa doesn't like Monica because Monica said the thing about um, what's his butt about Sean, about Angie's husband. Yeah. Which like isn't even a plot line anymore. Mm-mm. We got over it. Yeah, in real time, are they trying to ice Monica out? I heard some stuff at BravoCon where Heather Gay was like, I need to protect my boundaries. That's why my friend group is who I'm spending all my energy with. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch any of the BravoCon footage or content. But like, I remember last year during BravoCon, um, by the way, love your cup. Well, thank you. 
Because I also, by the way, for listeners, it's a Nightmare Before Christmas cup. And I believe that Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. I'm good either way. Just like Mean Girls. If there's if there's a scene at a holiday, it's that. Like that Linda episode is going to be an Easter episode from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Every yeah. Easter, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what was I saying before? Sean. Sean, right? Not a storyline anymore. Oh, okay, right. So M- Meredith, uh, Monica told, it brought up the thing about Sean, which we all know was Monica saying the thing about Sean. Yeah. Angie is mad at Meredith Marks for insinuating the thing about Sean. Lisa is Meredith Marks' bestie again or really good friends with her. So she doesn't want to come for Meredith. So the easier thing for her to do, which also makes sense, is for her to say, no, Monica's the one that actually Mm. said the thing, which is true. Angie, you should be mad at Monica. You shouldn't be mad at uh, Meredith because Meredith is not the problem and I think it also comes around to filming because um, oh I just remembered the other thought that I was having before I got distracted by your cup but okay. I'll come back to it okay. it was about BravoCon anyway Meredith it's I think it comes down to filming because Lisa would rather be filming with Angie and Meredith than filming with Angie and Monica and if she can get Angie mad at Monica again, then Monica doesn't get to show up and like be buddies with Angie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like that's what she's trying to fix here. But she's doing it poorly because she's mixing up what's going on with Monica's mom, which also happened at Greek Easter, with what happened with Monica and Angie regarding Sean. And I think like that's why it's getting so jumbled because Whitney's like, listen. I know that like how Monica behaved at Greek Easter was crazy, but she's going through a lot of shit with her mom, right? Mm -hmm. That's a separate issue from what Monica said about Sean. And what Lisa hears is what Monica said about Sean is excusable because Monica is going through stuff with her mom. And it's like, no, literally no one said that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I like this cast so much because every single one of them is mentally unwell. (laughs) So they do not communication is not their strongest point. <laughs> and and nobody like the way I just link those dots, like nobody thinks to do that. No. no one thinks like, wait, hold on, wait a second. I think Angie almost tries a little bit, but like it doesn't go anywhere because she's, you know, literally Angie in the middle. Yeah. Um, but you know, between the way that Lisa dismissed Monica's stuff at uh, Whitney's house and then again she kind of like pissed she kind of came at her at the at the roller rink and then how she starts screaming at her at the sound bath <laughs> I mean Lisa Barlow was on one this episode and Lisa Barlow is one of my problematic favorites because she's like in space all the time yeah and the thing is I explained how Lisa Barlow is having a conversation completely in her mind because I need you all to understand that that's why I still kind of love watching this lunatic on tv because like brilliant television when she and monica literally use angie as like a tug of war string (laughs) to see whose side she's on i've never seen anything like it yeah it's like putting a puppy in the middle of a room and being like who do you love more (laughs) and angie's like i'm just happy to get this attention thanks for allowing me to film with you guys 
And I think that's why she picked Monica as the one she loves more in this scene, because she knows Lisa's not going anywhere. Lisa is Gretchen Wieners. You can push her off a hill and she will still say like, be my friend. So (laughs) I think Angie knew if I take Monica. And plus, I think Angie is working with a brain here. So I think she morally believes and is on the Monica side, but then she chose to show that because Lisa's going to be there for her no matter what. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I just, I also love that like Angie is, Angie and Monica are both the like scraps left over of Jen Shaw, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And like here is the entire cast sort of fighting over them. Like mm-hmm. it's just so silly to me. Like those two? I think because everyone else, even though they wiggle a little bit, we know where they stand and we know where alliances are and all of that. But yeah. these two are like fresh meat, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, who do we get into our alliance? Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a numbers game. Yeah. Would you prefer to be compared to Monica's mom, Ted Bundy, <laughs> or a plant? <clears throat> A plant seems like you have no personality, so not that. And Heather was happy for that. Like, at least Ted Bundy was charismatic. Yes, he had his flaws, but but it's better than a plant, personality-wise. <laughs> Heather also was offended when somebody called her a good time girl. So, like, Heather <laughs> That's true. is a dork. Mentally unwell, all of them. <laughs> um, I... Ted Bundy, I think, is who I'd want people to call me. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> That's a choice. Well, really, if I had the option, I would want them to call me um, the girl from Gone Girl. That's who I really want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I can't do that, Ted Bundy. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Fair enough. Thank you. This episode also, Heather has a obsession. Well, she's had it for a couple of episodes now. She's got an obsession with Lisa Barlow since season one. Mm -hmm. But she's very upset to hear that Lisa Barlow had a little intimate lunch where she (laughs) – I wrote down missionary brunch, which is like, you know, when I say missionary, I only think about sex. How about you? Oh, see, I was so raised in the church that I didn't even think about sex. Oh, interesting. I think I heard more about, I heard about missionary sex before I heard about missionary missionary. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, So when I see missionary brunch, I don't picture the same thing as everybody else, but the she common has, denominator here is it's all boring. Yeah. Missionary position and missionary work, all boring. A yes. waste of time. Flip it yeah. over either way. <laughs> Flip it over. Um, so uh, missionary brunch happens, a little intimate brunch where um, they tell everybody that he's going to Bogota. I have to say last episode, Lisa, you know, really let her xenophobia shine where she was like, <laughs> Little bit. She, she was like, "Oh God, he's he's gonna go to Bogota. He's gonna get held up by gunpoint every day." And like, it's so fucking offensive. And I love that editors and production and producers, all of that, just let her dig that hole deeper because then she told a story about how she knew someone that that happened to. Like, yeah. we could have cut this into a 30 second clip instead it went on for what felt like the whole episode i was very (laughs) uncomfortable yeah yeah exactly she's horrified that he's going to a place where he could get hung you know anyway also um i saw somewhere online that they somebody said that depending on your standing with the church is how you get placed on mission 
Oh, wow. So, like, the fact that Heather got to go to, like, Cannes or Mm Cannes, whatever, she got to go to France, is because Heather was, like, a, you know, a Judy Church lady. Like, she was, like, all about the church. So the fact that, like, he would have to go to Columbia sort of makes sense because Lisa doesn't wear shawls. Yeah. (laughs) Lisa doesn't wear shawls. Lisa shows her shoulders. Uh Uh-huh. And speaking of shoulders, have you ever seen Meredith Mark's shoulder? No. I mean, I'm sure I have, but oh, what? Does she not have shoulders? (laughs) I feel like (laughs) Meredith Marks stays true to the blazer. Mm. Like, I've never, I'm like, Meredith Marks might as well be Mormon because, like, she's never, she never shows her, like, I've never seen her legs really even. Oh, last season. Yeah. And even last season, she was in a bathing suit, but even the bathing suit was like a, it was like a blazer bathing suit. That's what she did this episode, too. With the <laughs> skating party, she wore a bikini top with a blazer on top. I'm just like, does she have arms? Like, what's going on? <laughs> Why don't we ever see? And it's fine, you know, but I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, But Lisa, yeah, Lisa, Lisa is, so Lisa's like a, you know, she's a fun Mormon. And I think, right. like, I think that Heather is so close to clear. She's like so close to identifying what her issue is, but she's just like a little slightly unaware of it. Like she keeps mm-hmm. thinking that Lisa is excluding her because Lisa is judging her for leaving the Mormon church. And it's like, no, Lisa's not excluding you. You're the one that got excluded from the Mormon church. And you're just pissed that Lisa gets to be part of the Mormon church right. while she doesn't really follow any of the rules. But it's like, Lisa's also not a fundamentalist Mormon. Yeah. Like Heather only believes in fundamentalist Mormonism. Like she doesn't right. believe that you could be like Mormon light or diet Mormon. Mm-hmm. So like her obsession over all of this is annoying, but I thought it was refreshing to see Heather and Lisa have a conversation and like talk it out. Which I realized only happened because Jen Shaw is out of the equation. <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, Heather's daughter has a Muslim boyfriend, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. I was like, good for you. Yeah, that was I hope we go places with that. I do too. Um, they have this prism event, which Thank is you. just MLM, no? Like <laughs> even in Prism, a prism is just a tr- it's a pyramid, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Correct. Just- so like this new venture that like whitney has of like selling jewelry i just feel like it's it's she's like an avon lady still like she's just like a jewelry avon lady and then she's like she has this white lady who's like a chakra specialist and she wears she's a intuitive healer healer and like (laughs) she she's like there's just something so colonialist about this white person being up there being like we're gonna use crystals to get people to spend money a mess (laughs) i'm fairly certain that is not the point of crystals (laughs) (laughs) no i've never dabbled in crystal work but i i from what i do know it's that that that's not the purpose what was the other white lady there for there were two white ladies with weird jobs one was a designer one was a gemologist and Mm. the other one was an intuitive healer perfect now healer i've i know our healing journey i'm familiar with that it doesn't bother me anymore i can just hear the word hill and it goes right down my back fine um what took me for a ride this episode was jewelry Jewelry. 
Jewelry. Like if we're <laughs> if we're selling something in an MLM format that you need multiple people to buy from for you to move up, perhaps we should learn how to say it first. If she called me and said like, "Hey girl, I was wondering if you'd like to purchase some jewelry," I wouldn't know where to go with that. <laughs> Uh, well, at this jewelry party, um, it's hilarious that nobody attends. Like, everybody went to Bobby's birthday party, but nobody mm-hmm. came to this uh, PRISM event. Well, that's her problem. And as someone who perpetually never leaves their home, I do understand. She had two events back to back. So she needed to just uninvite them to Bobby's party then. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Bobby cares if he's like 40-year-old women are at the birthday party. Bobby's <laughs> no. just like Bobby's just like I get to drink Diet Dr Pepper and ride around in a golf cart. A six-person golf cart. Which I, I immediately googled. It costs $1400. Okay. That's actually not that bad. Oh, I was taken aback by that number. I mean, it's not bad for like I guess I guess because like a hoverboard is like seven hundred dollars, mm, okay. it's kind of like okay. At least this holds six people. Yeah, this holds six people, <laughs> so it's actually reasonable. But like I'm, the way that Whitney was like, oh yeah, she's just gonna like pick up this kid and run errands and all this stuff. I'm like, well, I don't. Is that legal? Like it's not a. This shouldn't be a loophole to not having a driver's license. I I don't understand. I don't understand. It's a golf cart, not a real car. Like, unless you're driving it only on, like, the grass. But, like, I don't understand how that works. (laughs) Me neither. I I mean, we – I'm just very confused because, like, I don't live in a neighborhood where people drive around in golf carts because – it's New it, Jersey. You'll get ro- ro- just like <laughs> ridden off the road. It did look, I've never fully paid attention until a golf cart came into the equation here. It did look like her neighborhood is one that probably has like a shared lake or whatever yeah, 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 uh, yeah. community center. So I do think to get to those places, you can take a golf cart. But errands, once she brought errands into it, I, <laughs> I, I lost the plot. Well, I yeah. think she did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Any okay? So then we had the big sound bath fight at the end of it, which mm-hmm. was very pleasant for me to watch. It was just very fun. It was so great. fun. <sighs> it's why I love Housewives. You know, me too. It was like Lisa Barlow was. She was already pissed because she came to a party that none of her friends were at. Mm-hmm. She had to be hanging out with these like you know Z-lister friend friends right. of because at this point she's like I don't even know if these women are getting. To stay on the show. (laughs) Truly. And on top of that, she keeps trying to talk shit and like nobody is letting her. Like she tries to go up to Whitney and be like, can you believe it? And Whitney's like, I got to go make a speech. (laughs) And he's like, she's like, okay. And then she like goes to Angie and she sees Angie is like chum chumming it up with the lady who said that her husband was having great gay sex around Mm -hmm. town. Yeah. Which um, I do believe, but that's neither here nor there. I can't say that because I'm not a gay man. Well, that's true. I'll say it for you. I, okay. I believe it. I believe okay. it. Okay. He's hot. Yeah. Okay. He is. I would. <laughs> I, I don't go to the gym, but if I was at the gym and he tapped his little foot under the stall, I would open my stall door. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Unless I was pooping. <laughs> tell, tell me more about this tap. This Is that a thing? Well... I, that's what um, politicians do. Oh, like, right, right, right. A couple yeah. of years, like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, there's a politician who did like the, the 
obviously a homophobic politician who was caught right. well, of course. tap tapping his little feetsies at yeah. like a rest stop. Mm-hmm. If he you was Morse, he was Morse coding under, yeah, like <laughs> suck my dick like that. Anyway, um, so Lisa's pissed at Angie, and in yeah. but like Lisa is being, she's just like. She's just the angriest we've ever seen her. She was she was almost as angry as the hot mic moment. That's oh, how for mad sure. she was. <laughs> and what's crazy is she <laughs> we know um Palm Beach is the real catalyst for yeah. her anger here, but she is using how Monica acted at the Easter party as like part of the reason she's upset. But then she acted, dare I say, worse. Yeah. At least the party was just a party. This is a jewelry event. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I love how Whitney had to call out Lisa Barlow to shush. <laughs> and she doesn't stop. Uh-uh. And then also my favorite part was like, then the sound bath stuff ends and they still continue bickering. And Lisa tells Angie to stay out of it. And Angie says, okay. And then. Monica's like, no, don't tell her, okay? You stay in it. And I was like, my God. Angie's probably just so happy. Oh, yeah. So much attention. Yeah. I would love to be fought over. <sighs> me too. That's I have what a... I think about every day. <laughs> Nobody's ever fought over me. I think people have fought over me, but not in this way. Like, I need dra- – I can't take behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. If you're going to fight over me, do it to my face. During a sound bath. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend I have a friend who whose best friend thought that she had to fight me for her. Mm. But I was unaware. <laughs> See, that's the worst. <laughs> so like it's it that was uh, that's always funny because then you're like I don't I don't care. Like it's <laughs> I just uh. like your friend, man. You could still be her best friend. I'm not trying to take her. No, not at all. And that is my problem. I have a personality where I accept people right away and then you have to give me a reason to not like you whereas mm-hmm. like my husband or other people whatever they are iffy about people until you give them a reason to like them so as someone that like collects friends people <laughs> that are like new to the game like my best friend since first grade she knows that's not a problem she knows what that's what i do i take in a lot of new friends some last some don't um but the newer ones always see that as, like, competition. Like, oh. oh, I thought I was his new friend, and now he has six new new friends. You know what I mean? In college, okay. really quick, this is whatever. In college, I got a new friend, and her roommate said, be careful of Donnie Hadfield. He has a new best friend every week. <laughs> You're like, that's true, but leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, so what? Yeah, that's neither here nor there. It's like my I dick. Know. Yeah. Um, anyway. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind when I text Chelsea <laughs> later. And I'm like, guess who I was talking to this morning? <laughs> Good answer. All right. Um, ready to talk about Beverly Hills? One quick thing about Salt Lake City before we move on. 
I'm glad you specified it was Greek Easter because everything Angie does is Greek. And when oh, she was yeah. making food with her hus- uh, with her father and yeah. she took lettuce and tomatoes out, I was like, she's making fucking Greek salad. She's making a Greek salad. Then it was a sandwich and I could settle down. But I was <laughs> I was very triggered. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I Me love too. that everything she does is Greek. Everything. And it's because she's Greek. As a Greek woman, we open windows when we're hot. Okay. <laughs> As a Greek person, we really believe in family. Okay. So does everybody else. Everybody. And you know what? With someone with a black husband, what I've learned is that people love to tell him how they're the same. So yeah. like so many people have come to him and said like, you know, just like black people, whatever culture the person speaking to him is from, loves food. We have such, (laughs) we have such, uh, whatever, importance for food in our culture. He's like, okay, (laughs) great. Yeah, we all need sustenance to live, buddy. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, let's go to Beverly Hills. Okay. (laughs) Okay, this episode of Beverly Hills was, like we said, 10 out of 10, you know, a, a hit. Brilliant. Like this is any honestly, we need one Sutton meltdown episode per season. I'd say more than that. Yeah, we need <laughs> a lot more. You're right. And so, now Twitter, I saw is like uh-huh. get rid of her. She's not yes ending. She's not playing with the group. But I don't care. No, what is wrong? Twitter, shut up. I know Beverly Hills needs a person who is neurotic and losing their mind. I agree. Hello, we had for good reason Taylor Armstrong, mm-hmm. right? We had Kim Richards, also dark, mm-hmm. right? Taylor and Kim, those are very dark spirals, okay? Very dark spirals. We don't right. want that. Sutton spirals are not even dark. They're just no. Sutton. Yeah, like, just ballet related. <laughs> or pants related. <laughs> always. It's always something related to like Sutton has Sutton. I always say, I think I said this to Chelsea a while ago too, but like Sutton is Kathy from the comic strips. She's always like, ah, like she's uh-huh. always just, always just freaking out. And I, something about that is just like such good television because the ladies of Beverly Hills claim to be so like cool and rich and like unbothered. And then you have somebody like Sutton who's just like running around like a Looney Tune. And I just I love that. I like do you remember a couple of seasons? It was like her first season when she couldn't go into a dinner because somebody was there and like it was somebody who had like ruined her business and then she was like, I'm freaking the fuck out. And then yeah. Dorit was like, Oh my god, Sutton is having a meltdown. And then Sutton at the dinner was like, Let the mouse go. <laughs> like Every season, Sutton does something that is completely just like, Sutton, what planet are you on? What's going on here, Sutton? I don't know, but it is so fun to watch. So fun to watch. Like, Sutton also freaked out because the ladies were going to prank each other with the bottoms up thing like two seasons ago or last (gasps) season. And then she flipped out and she got upset because she thought she was being excluded from the prank. I would like to see some videos, maybe some written notes about Sutton's upbringing like I do think she is someone that was excluded a lot I think she's someone that um has a lot of self-doubt because she wasn't popular maybe boys didn't like her maybe whatever so I think anytime she freaks out is it all goes back to like her feeling embarrassed or her feeling left out it's when she can't poke fun at herself whereas like Kyle (laughs) <laughs> we'll just do the splits in the middle of it. 
<laughs> and the thing is, Kyle and Sutton have very similar insecurities, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but they just channel it very differently. Yes. Like Sutton, Sutton really beats herself up and Kyle beats other people up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the difference, right? So this episode, they're in Vegas. They're very excited. They're going to go to Magic Mike. And that is where a majority of the episode happens. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. But before we get to Magic Mike, there is a Mike, there is a discussion that we all if you want to get on stage with the mics, you have to wear pants so that they can split your legs open, essentially, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Because why the fuck else would you be wearing pants? And Sutton <laughs> right. says, I brought my dollar bills, I wore panties, and I brought pants. And she's so excited to wear the pants that she can't find the pants. She brings over her assistant. What's his name? Ari? Ar Arvi. Avi? Yeah. Avi. Avi. Yeah. And she brings over Avi, who is truly shaken in his boots. <laughs> As he should be. She is so mean to him. And then she sings about it. She <laughs> sings about it like a maniac. <laughs> she's like a Disney villain. <laughs> she, no, she's a Dylan, uh, Disney henchman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Because henchmen lose their cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and, and she's like really excited about these fucking pants. She's dressed like she's dressed like she's going to a retirement party. <laughs> yeah. One of these things is not like the other. And that one thing is Sutton Strat. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> I just like. What's her face? Erica looked like she was in the show. Like, if yeah. they surprised us and she was the MC, I wouldn't be surprised with what she was wearing. Fine. But everybody else looked like they were going to a 40th birthday party at Magic Mike or, like, a bachelorette yeah. party. Yeah. Not Sutton. <laughs> she thought just because the top was sheer, that was screaming male stripper to her, I guess. Yeah. But when you match it with yacht pants, <laughs> it doesn't really sell the whole image. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if she had put on, like, a cute jumpsuit with, like, a cutout or something, yeah. like, that would have been like, oh, damn, Sutton, that's hot. And then she would have been fine. But before, actually, we get to Magic Mike, we also have an intervention where Sutton <laughs> is intervened by Garcelle about the fact that Sutton is not getting second dates because I think Sutton's a weirdo, guys. I don't think that. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh God. Yeah. She went on a great first date. They kissed. He came back to her house. They played backgammon for a little bit. Um, and then she invited him to fly cross country to go to a gala with her after one date. So needless to say, he did not call her back. Um, is this the behavior he gives to everybody or what? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, also, she, I mean, yeah. Do you know I mean, yeah, I don't know what she and I don't like. Here's the thing. Like, what does this guy do? If right. he's rich and she's like, hey, fly across country with me and go to this gala. Like, it would mm. be so fun. Then, and he goes to her, then yeah, that's fucked up. But like, if he's just like a, like, <laughs> like a doctor or something, like somebody who's not flying cross country, somebody who's still flying like commercial. Well, I think that's probably part of it that she can't say without the audience like fully turning on her. I think that she doesn't even give like doctors the time of day. I yeah. think they have to be multi, almost billionaires. Yeah. And then if yeah. the guy is a multi-billionaire and he's asked to go to an event across country, it's like, that's like taking an Uber for them. Right. True. Yeah. So you don't, in this regard, I say, 
Sutton. It must have been something else. Yeah. Well, probably the way she asked. Yeah, probably. <laughs> she she is just a little bit of a Looney Tune. And I love to watch it, but I couldn't. Even like a one-on-one as a friend. And I don't know if you have friends like this, but like in every friend group, there's always one or two that like I need them to be there because the rest of the friend group doesn't really make sense one-on-one. Like, I would never hang out with Sutton one-on-one. So if Sutton invited me to something, I would say, like, Kyle, are you going? You have to go. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yes, absolutely. That makes sense. Because Sutton's a lot to take on in a one-on-one situation. Yeah. Also, this is very patriarchy. I apologize. But I'm just going to go here for a second. Sutton, I think the men she is going after, multimillionaire mm-hmm. that can take a private jet like an Uber, etc., they are probably not in the market for a middle-aged woman who is socially awkward. And yeah, that's that. They're probably going to be Leonardo DiCaprio's of the world. They're looking yeah. for a 25-year-old woman who will not do missionary to take it back. Yeah. Also, I don't think that's very patriarchy. I think that's the reality of the situation. That's we're not saying that's acceptable. We're just saying that's the reality is that if you're dating a bunch of super uber rich dudes, they're not going to be like, oh, we want to date this lady who like has wears a cat sweater on her who wears cat sweaters and has neuroses and neuropathy <clears throat> like they showed in the previous date yeah. where she starts yeah. itching her leg or whatever. Like I think it's so it's so funny because like I've seen Sutton on social media with like not this new gay that she has working mm. with her, but the old gay that she used to have working with her. Yeah. They they used to seem like they were having a great time. And now I'm I just I'm just not sure what's going on with her. But she gets sort of this intervention. I think the intervention is an important part of it because it comes up later on mm-hmm. when she's having her meltdown. Um, but they go to Magic Mike. Everybody's very excited. Um, Crystal and Erica are asked on stage, obviously, because Erica, that's Erica's friends that are on there. Mm-hmm. And it's Crystal's birthday. Right. Sutton, that round, is not asked up. Um, she says, I wore these fucking pants for nothing. And then she does, she's claimed she does not like the pretend muff diving. <laughs> well, Erica was selling it. She and was. I think that she's might a performer, as right. she says. She is a show woman. <laughs> As we learned last episode, um, I think that that was part of the problem. Because if it, the way Kyle was reacting to what happens later to her, if that's the way like Erica acted, that would be fine. Like the muff yeah. diving is aggressive. But if the woman's like giggling and saying like, oh, my God, then it's funny. But for Erica to like rub her hand down there, they just needed to be naked and we would have to watch this on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. Also, were you aware that Magic Mike, they don't show dick? Yeah. I watched the reality show, Finding Magic Mike or whatever it was called, and I learned that there. And that's why I haven't been to Vegas to see the show yet. <laughs> that's why you skipped on BravoCon, because you're like, <laughs> yeah. Vegas gets none of my money. Truly. Um. Yeah. It, so it was just like a... I mean, I understand Erica's point, which is that, like, she asked them to put on a nice show. There's a whole bunch of people coming. Like, you're going to get housewife's attention. Like, this is a big deal. Like, you're getting historically one of the most uptight franchises of the Real Housewives to come and have a good time Mm -hmm. and, like, let loose. 
I understand her point of being like, we can't just fucking leave. And then like Sutton, so Sutton has a meltdown. <laughs> she gets up, she storms off. She says something about being on the board of the American Ballet Association. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she says, I can't. And she walks off. And, you know, Garcelle being a nice friend says, okay, I'm just going to go and see what's going on with her. So she gets up and goes, uh, Kyle is just nosy. <laughs> yeah. Kyle says she's well, going no. to, yeah. well she is nosy but I think she had to go to the bathroom to whip to wipe her cream off yes so she goes to the bathroom and then she sees Sutton's having a meltdown so she sits down and she's like and also Sutton doesn't have a quiet meltdown Sutton is Sutton is doing uh she's she's making a scene she's mm-hmm. huffing and puffing and bringing a lot of attention to herself yes. and she says all I did was go to the bathroom but she didn't she no. She was sitting there and being a fucking Debbie Downer, Sour Sally. Mm -hmm. And then she gets into, and I'll let you like give details, but she gets into semantics about, because Kyle thinks it's about the pants. It's not the pants. It's about this. I think it's both. I think Sutton did come to have a good time. She brought the dollars. She wore pants. And then when she wasn't picked, then she was able to view it as like, no, this is something I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. And once she did that, there was no going back. Exactly. It's like once she was once she realized that she wasn't going to be picked by this group of people, then she was like, well, I don't want to be part of this anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in that like whole thing, she's like, yes, okay, I'm a prude. I don't go on second dates. I wear cat sweaters. I was like, oh, there it is. You've Mm -hmm. been pissed since the morning. You've been upset about this since the intervention. And then you thought you were going to show these girls that you are fun and that you're you can have a good time. But here you are again in a situation where you're not chosen by a man in this situation, a gay man. Mm -hmm. Um to be the one that has a good time because everybody thinks the worst things about you. But really yeah. it's that Sutton thinks the worst things about herself. Yes. Oh. Mm. Poor thing. We didn't talk about the fact that Sutton carries grapefruit juice by <laughs> ocean spray with her all the time. No, very weird. First of all, is grapefruit juice even good? I don't love it. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> like, Why don't I, I love it? No, no, no. Why oh. does she carry it? I don't know. And I feel like if she really did, editors would have went deep in the cut to show like, oh, yeah, she did this when Kathy was here. She did this. Da, 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 da. I think it's something new so that she can get an Ocean Spray sponsorship. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That's, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I'm like, grapefruit juice isn't even like good. So it's like, does she carry it because she likes to make cocktails out of it? Like, I don't understand. Is it like one of those situations like you know um what's her name uh shannon bedore always used to get like a big glass of ice with like Mm -hmm. a side of vodka so that she could mix the ice with the vodka herself like like or like i wonder you know like the cranberry juice fat flush i wonder if Sutton read something about grapefruit juice and she thinks it's cleaning out her system in some way to drink this (laughs) sugar-loaded juice also i love how me and you have like probably the same eating disorders because you said the cranberry juice fat flesh and i was like yeah but i realized that a lot of people might not know what that is really yeah my problem with when i used to dabble in eating disorders is if someone said it negatively in a movie or tv show then i like did it yeah (laughs) Like that cranberry juice fat flush is a throwaway line in Mean Girls. So I immediately did it for like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so 
Sutton has a meltdown. She leaves. She goes. She gets, uh, She, you know, there's the bitch thing is tossed back and forth. <laughs> Because Kyle is annoying. The thing yeah. is, Kyle is so annoying. Kyle will be like, like you could be like, Kyle, I'm okay. And she'd be like, are you sure you're okay? I don't know. I feel like you're not okay. Because they feel like you're not okay. Here's the reasons why I think you're not okay. And in this situation, Sun is not okay, of course. Right. But sometimes you just need to, and again, she did make a scene. But mm. she's ready to like move on and be still sulky, but sulky quietly um so kyle pushing it is not gonna do anything great well kyle's also like sort of poking at how embarrassed sutton already is you know yeah Mm -hmm. and they and they do that often with with sutton sutton has a meltdown and everybody sort of snickers and laughs and pokes at it more but i mean i do too because that's why that's why i love watching these meltdowns yeah and i don't know I don't know if it's solely in her meltdowns or like just who she is as a person or what, but like there's something about an angry Sutton that is pathetic where she's still like an easy target to bully. Where like an angry Erica, you're like, oh my God, stay away from her. She'll attack me. Yeah, exactly. Sutton, and it's and it's very sad. Yeah, she's <laughs> it's it's very um she yeah exactly what you said. She's an easy target because she gets flustered so quickly. Yeah. Erica doesn't get flustered. Erica gets mean. Mm-hmm. But this episode, Erica's not getting mean at all, and everybody's very confused by it. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it, guys. I think I like Erica this season. So do I. So do I. Hate I. I hate myself for saying it, but Me it's too. true. Even she could have got mad and then we'd be like, oh, that's Erica. Just, you know, taking it to that level. But instead, in a preview for next week, we see that she throws it back in Sutton's face in front of the dancers for Magic Mike. But like in a way that's still like jokey and light. So, yes, Erica, please, whatever you're doing, give it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever medications you're on that are making you so happy, keep at it because they're Um, doing great stuff. You've got the cocktail just right, okay? (laughs) And I will say this. I think – and again, going back to you and I having eating disorders, I know that (laughs) – this is so fucked up. In my life, when I have been the thinnest is when I have been doing the most harm to my body. Mm -hmm. Like I've been not eating. I've been bulimic. I've been – exercising in very dangerous ways but i am socially happier than ever because i'm Mm -hmm. so skinny because it's this is a disease like i'm i'm i have body dysmorphia like it's messed up so i feel like erica is also so fucking nice because she's so skinny right now yeah (laughs) i feel like that helps I'm sure it does. Yeah. And because of the way the court system's going, she like feels like she like one, like, haha, you fuckers. You yeah. came for me all this time and now look, I'm innocent. On top of being skinny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. And she's like, and I get to keep my job. Yeah. Even though like I was a complete terror last mm-hmm. season. So yeah. she's kind of probably like I'm invincible and I'm thin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And back to my eating disorder for a second. When you said you were exercising in very dangerous ways, the eating disorder in me wanted to ask you, like, oh, what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) So don't tell me. Please don't tell me. (laughs) You know, speaking of exercise, like, I watched the next day when uh, Kyle goes to the gym and stuff, right? I watched it and I was like, 
because I'm going, you know, as you know, I'm going to Amsterdam today. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I was like, am I going to work out on vacation? Because I watched Kyle do it and I did, it did seem like she seemed happy and she seemed, you know, and Dorit's right to say it's not sustainable. Like this is extreme what Kyle is doing. And I get it. Like those are real conversations girlfriends have when their friends go and work out on vacation. My stupid husband does it every time he goes on vacation. He brings his workout clothes and he goes to the gym and I can't say it yet to my kids because they're too young. Yeah. But as soon as they're older, I'm going to be like, oh, God, your dad is so extreme. This is unsustainable. He's <laughs> you so can annoying. text it to me. Next okay, time. I'll text it to you. But, I um, always bring gym clothes on vacation and then they just sit there. Mm-hmm. I that just wear them. a sparkly blazer. Yeah, I wear them. <laughs> I wear them back. Like I, those are my mm. airport clothes. That, that's what happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, the night before, yeah, they get back to the sprinter and, you know, they have like sort of a pleasant conversation. Again, Sutton doesn't really admit any of the reasons why she's actually pissed. She just kind of wants everybody to gloss over it and move on. It's very strange to go to dinner, I think, and Sutton suddenly like very open to talking about sexuality and all this stuff. And everybody's like stop pretending like yeah i just sutton is has embarrassed herself and then she doesn't know how to unembarrass herself mm-hmm. and she's also in a group of people who are like deeply unforgiving so yeah. she's kind of fucked and i'll say she should be because she lost me when crystal felt like she had to leave yes. and i know that kyle texted her and said we have to go she shouldn't have texted the birthday girl that yes yeah but- she should have texted dorit yeah Exactly. Mm-hmm. But once Crystal left is when I was not even willing to be on Sutton's side in all of this. Yeah, agreed. The next day, there is a scene that truly baffled me. Garcelle sits and she tells the girls because they had been talking about their kids the day before at dinner and they were saying really sweet things about Garcelle as a mother and all this stuff. And Garcelle says, I'll be honest with you guys, I was withholding information because I don't trust you guys with my kids because of everything that happened last season. And Erica, Crystal, even Kyle are like, yeah, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair if you don't if you want to protect your kids from it. Yeah. Dorit, on the other hand, loses it. She makes it about herself. Comes out of nowhere. Awful. Dorit saves this energy for Garcelle almost every season. Yes. I don't like She it. does. And what's infuriating about uh, Dorit is that, for the most part, only Garcelle gets it from her. Yes. Yes. I've never really seen Dorit yell at anybody else. No. Maybe Sutton, like, very early on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't understand why she gets – she takes it so personally. It's almost like Garcelle's like, yeah, that's fine. You said nice things. It's just that I don't really trust you guys to be around my kids right now because of everything that happened last season. I'm not over it yet. And yeah. Dorit's like, well, get over it. It's been a year. What if somebody said that about your fucking robbery? robbery? Yeah. 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 Garcelle almost did. I know. But she didn't finish the sentence. She said, well, it's been a year for, and then just stop. I was like, say it. Say it. (laughs) (laughs) And then if she said it, she would have been like, Garcelle, how could you say that about me? (sighs) Well, any other thoughts about Beverly Hills? I'm loving this season. It looks like Rinna was the problem here, as Mm -hmm. we all knew the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I was for a little bit in the like fire Erica camp. So I'm glad that they didn't listen to me and my tweets um, <laughs> because the season is going swimmingly. Yeah, I love it so much. I'm having so much fun watching Beverly Hills. Um, What do you have going on, Donnie? Congratulations. The strike is over. It is. Yes, we're going to start covering movies again on I Am The Cute One. Um, But there are people that like that I'm unable to read at a sixth grade level so they're still <laughs> requesting they're still requesting that we cover books occasionally so we might make those patreon exclusives i'm not sure yet but people are really um excited about the possibility of me reading the giver so we'll, oh, see. we'll see what happens it's giving <laughs> I'm going to save that for when we do cover it. <laughs> Should I read The Giver? <laughs> Please, we'll start a book club with no. like a fifth grade class. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like we were talking about over text about uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Mm, yes it's so good it's on netflix if you haven't seen it yet you should go check that out but it's all based off of edgar Allan poe short stories it's like a poe like horror story and i was telling you i'm very surprised that i knew so many of these stories i was like this episode's about the telltale heart well it didn't hurt that the episode was called the telltale heart. i didn't know that because i was binging <laughs> <Okay>. it <laughs> it was like good you really cracked that mystery <laughs> Shut up, Donnie. At least I can read. That's true. I can't. I can't, I can't actually. Famously, but... I skip, I browse until I find more dialogue. Like, who cares what the house looked like? Oh, my God. We're the same person. Like, I'm going on a trip with my friends, and they're all, like, texting, like, what we've packed, whatever. And all of them were like, don't forget to charge your candle. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Never. And then instead, I was like, let me download more podcast episodes I can listen to while I'm on the plane. Perfect. I'm not going to read. Anyway, um, I love you. I could talk to you for hours and hours, but you have a place to go, and I also have a place to go. So we got to wrap Yours this up. Yours is a little more fun. I'm going to Pennsylvania, like where Monica was raised, and you're <laughs> going to Amsterdam. Where Rinna threw a glass at. <laughs> yeah, famously, yeah. I will be going to that location, by the it's way. It's not a restaurant anymore, though. I know, it's not. It's like a workshop or something. Yeah. But the alley is still there. Perfect. So I could pretend to be need. Kyle, who runs yeah. out of the restaurant. If I ever do go to BravoCon, I am saying it now, so that if anyone steals this idea, you know it is a Donnie Hatfield original. I am going as Kyle in that shawl, but then I'm going to wear a door frame as well. <laughs> so I'm always... <laughs> I'm her running out of the door. (laughs) I love it so much. Donnie, where can everybody find you? Of course, you can find me on all platforms at Real Donnie Wood. And then you can listen to my podcast, I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and then go to the Patreon if you care about reading. Who does? But hopefully some people do or I won't get paid. (laughs) 